0: Good morning everyone, it's The Music Reel, Nicola Burton from Music Means Business here and I have the Pushy Boys again, Manny, Mark and Michael and a very special guest today we have Dom Alessio from Sounds Australia. Hi Dom, how are you?
1: Good Nikki, thanks, uh, thanks for asking me to be a part of it.
0: Ah, uh, look, we're very happy to hear from you and I think probably if you could start perhaps by telling us a little bit about what you do in regard to your role with Sounds mm-hmm. Australia.
1: Yep. So, Sounds Australia is the music export office. So, in the old world, um, we used to have the uh, amazing opportunity to basically go around the world and promote Australian artists and industry at showcase conferences. And so, showcase conferences kind of like South by Southwest, which I guess right. is the biggest okay. people would have heard of before. Um, places where it's more business to business fan it's not really fan facing sometimes there's a fan element to it but the main objective of these kind of conferences is to make business connections uh and for artists and managers to build their international teams. so that's what we used to do when we could get on planes and actually all be together yeah. um <laughs> remember that that was a good time yes um, that
0: was so I'm, I'm assuming things are going to be changing quite significantly for you guys moving forward
1: um yeah it will it will um and and i guess that's why i was brought on a couple of years ago so um my role is as digital export producer is the title so um i my role is kind of twofold one is to um is to design the digital strategy for sounds australia but secondary, it's also to keep an eye on digital opportunities for Australian artists and industry internationally. Okay, um, right. and, and obviously, because of the coronavirus outbreak and what it's brought about, digital has become a uh, uh, the focus because we, we can't do these things in person at the moment.
0: Yeah, that's right. Wow. So, OK, so maybe a little bit about what happened when, lo- when, when lockdown hit in March. Were you guys in the middle of any events or anything?
1: Yeah, well, we weren't in the middle of any events per se, but we were definitely um, in the midst of planning. I mean, we were set to go to South by Southwest, I believe, maybe a week. Um, I think we were a week out from going to South by Southwest. Southwest and then it got cancelled. Right. Um, so, and, and, you know, we were already planning for the Great Escape Festival in Brighton in the UK in May. Um, you know we had flights booked all the way up until September of this year Um, so we had a lot of things that were on the boil for us when South by got cancelled I remember because I was in Adelaide I was in Adelaide for for WOMAD that was the last live event that I got to see and we all got on the phone for about four hours and we were like how can we help the artisan industry who was set to showcase the South by Southwest so in that time, we devised the idea of doing a live stream show, which at, at that point, you know, no, nobody was really doing. I, um, and I think, and I know for me personally, I was not really sure how serious to take the coronavirus. Like, obviously, I obviously knew it was serious, but I, I didn't foresee how much it would completely shut down yeah. the globe. So... On Monday, when we were all back in the office, we came up with this idea called Three for the Stream, which was gonna be three songs from 19 artists who were set to showcase at South by Southwest. We're gonna do it across three stages at Bakehouse Studios in Melbourne. And it was gonna start at 9am in Melbourne because that time aligned really well with the East Coast of America. Nice. And so we were thinking, if we can't take these artists to America, physically let's do it online we'd never done anything like this before we had no idea how to put together a live stream event so we put it together in five days crash course in how to put on a live stream event we announced it we announced it on the friday yeah 19 acts three stages um i think it was maybe like five five hour stream by monday we had to cancel it because Daniel Andrews announced a state of emergency in Victoria. And, yeah, like, if, if you remember that time, we're talking, like, the start, the middle of March, where a day felt like a year because That's there fair. was just so much happening and things were changing so rapidly.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, I always think back to that because that is just, like, in, in, the, in the space of a week, we went from this seems like a really, this seems like the best way that we can help artists. Seven days later, we're, like, we can't even put people in a
2: room together.
0: Oh, unprecedented. I can't Mm. believe that. Manny?
2: Well, I guess the question that I've got, Dom, is um, the transition for you specifically coming from a radio background and in terms of, you know, mentioning the word Triple J and then coming across to Sounds Australia. Was it a really confronting change? Because obviously being on like on radio, yes, there's a live component, but now having, a, you know, having that, you know, in the previous world, having live, being able to get people to live shows, like, etc. cetera, what was the biggest transition from, say, coming from a radio background into Sounds Australia, where one is a government-funded scenario versus another situation where you are talking about I'm a, um, a, a business-to-business premise, so to speak
1: yeah but also government funded as well so i just went from one government Government. funded organization to another organization that's funded by government in a different way yeah um i to be totally honest the transition wasn't as difficult as i thought it might have been um, yep. And I think, I think for me that was because after eight years of doing Home and Hose, which was the show I did on Triple J, the Australian Music Show, like, I, I'd felt like I had done my time on there and I, and I was ready for a new challenge. And yes. when you do something like the Australian Music Show, I think in a way uh, it, what's different to that show as compared to doing, say, like a lunch show or like a drive show on, on Triple J that you do have a lot more of a relationship with the music industry, and mm-hmm. and for me, like I knew so many people in the industry, I knew so many managers, um, and obviously had played a lot of you know artists' first releases, and so stepping into Sounds Australia, it in a way felt like a bit of a continuation of what I really loved doing on that show, which was which was supporting artists, and mm-hmm. like I remember going to south south by 2018 was the first event i worked with sounds australia at, and you know half of that lineup maybe even three quarters i had played on the radio a bunch of them i played their first songs like i knew them i knew their managers i kind of stepped in and it was like you know it was it, it was such a comforting situation um and what was really lovely and what was really touching for me personally was just how many artists who were going to South by for the first time, who knew me or previously in my role as Triple J and were like, we, and they, they were saying to me, we feel so much more relaxed being on ground, knowing you're here because you know what we've done
0: yeah. and
1: you know you know what we're trying to achieve. And so that was really lovely. Um, what's also been nice is I've got my nights back. <laughs> like, you know, for eight, <laughs> year, eight years I didn't have a social life, so. Um, you know, it's, that's nice. That's nice oh, again.
2: I've also noticed a couple of other guys coming across from Triple J into similar sort of roles in other organisations. So Triple J is a very important stepping stone for all market sectors. So you know, which is absolutely brilliant. So you, you know, know, like triple j and congratulations to sound australia congratulations to the australian government so to speak so
1: i think a lot of people who who step into radio and music lovers first and foremost i know that was it for me like yeah. i i'm you know before radio i was in print journalism remember that when you, when things <laughs> used to be printed physical <laughs> media <ages>. um, <laughs> what a time um and you know like i had never had it I, I honestly had never had any desire in stepping into radio. Like, for me, the starting point for all of this was just being an obsessive music fan. So the things that have taken me from print media to radio to Sounds Australia, the, the through line is just a love of music.
0: So we love that, the obsessive music fan. That's what we, we want to maintain.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Michael. Hey, Dom. I was wanting to... Thank you just in, in, in relation from from an artist's point of view, what sort of what sort of advice can you sort of give to to artists that are wanting to release music and do stuff like that? What sort of advice have you got for for artists that are sort of okay? We can't play live now. What can we do? Um, I think it.
1: What's you know to find a silver lining in this moment is it is actually a really great time to be able to build a fan base without having to outlay the costs of going on tour or, you know, trying to find shows. Like, the opportunities to actually build a fan base now um, are there. The way you've got to do it, though, is you've got to have something to say. You've got to have something unique to say because at this time as well, there's there's so much noise and it's how how do you cut through the noise? And in the past, it used to be we'll put on a great live show We'll support some of the bigger acts. We'll try to get their fan bases. Um, you know, we'll try to get some of the people who may come early and check us out. We'll, we'll bring them over, and they can become fans of us. You don't have those avenues now because you know we're home more. Um, but even as restrictions start to loosen, the idea of a live show seems, you know, pre- pretty far away. Yeah. Um, at least with a couple of hundred people in the same room. Yeah. So I think it really is for, for any artist who's looking to release something new, you've gotta, really got to ask yourself, what's my unique point of view? What's my unique story? Um, and, and really hone in on that and amplify that. Um, and I think that works in a number of ways that you, you want to amplify that unique story to the audience. But you also wanna amplify that story to whoever you're pitching to, if it's radio, if it's blogs, um, because you, you, know, you have to cut through to them as well. And they wanna be able to share a unique story. Um, so whether it's something in your background, whether it's where you live, where, whether it's in maybe a weird instrument you play or just some strange way that you produce the music, like all of that is a point of difference which you can amplify. Yep. to cut through. Um, I was on a panel last week um, with Viv from GyroStream, which is a locally based um, digital aggregator. And she was saying something interesting, which was that she hasn't really seen, well, for well, GyroStream haven't seen a change in the amount of music being released at the moment. There's oh. not more, there's not less. It basically looks the same. So that, that I found really interesting because I would have, I, I guess I would have, Either way wouldn't have surprised me. Maybe more because people are inside or maybe less because people are holding off releases.
0: Yeah.
1: I think what you're seeing are more major artists, more major label artists holding their releases off because they can't do the big tours. That's right. Um, And anecdotally, it looks like um, independent, I guess, non-major label music is being streamed more at the moment. So that points... That, that points to a, a good opportunity for a new independent artist because, A, people are still interested in listening to new music at this time, and, B, there's less competition from bigger artists, but there's still a lot of noise that you have to cut through. Yeah. So you can't be complacent. You've still got to, you know, amplify that point of difference um, and, yep. you know, and, and write really great music.
0: Great advice. Yeah. Great advice, Mark.
1: Uh, Dom, sort of post COVID nineteen, um, what changes do you think we're going to see in the scene? And the second point, of my question is, what can a um, what can the average punter or music fan do to sort of to help out in this time? What the future looks like is anybody's guess. I mean, mm. it is a it is a thick fog, and we're taking one step at the time at the moment. Um, yeah. I think the the very human desire to all be together to experience a live event at the same time, that's not gonna go away. And we will we will get back to that point. Um, and I think it was Australia Council for the Arts did a survey recently. And, you know, a vast majority of people who are like, yep, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to go see live music when, when it's safe to and when that time comes. Um, what, you know, it's it's really hard to say what will change. Um, and it would just be purely speculative, speculative on my behalf. Um, I think from a fan perspective, when you, when you feel safe to go to a live show, you should go to a live show, get out, spend that money, maybe buy a t-shirt, um, maybe buy some vinyl. Um, I mean, the, the merch is going to help, is going to support the artists. Mm. Buying a ticket and going to the live show is going to help all the people behind the scenes who, yeah. you know, are, are sometimes forgotten in all of this, you mm-hmm. know, and, <laughs> and, and that's not to down, and I'm not trying to downplay the, um, how hard this is, has hit artists. Obviously I'm not trying to do that. Um, but, you know, it's the behind the scenes, it's the crew, it's the roadies, they're the ones who, you know, they're not on the Channel 9 live streams. They're not on Instagram Live. Like, you, they're not as front and centre. Um, but going to shows and, and buying tickets, you know, that's, that's going to support them. Um, so, yeah, my message for fans is, like, when, when, when the time comes and you feel safe, get out there. Get out there. Get out and do it. Wow,
0: well, Dom, yeah. you've given us so much to think about. You've given the artists a really great direction on how to actually use this time and leverage it to prepare themselves for and we're eventually able to go out there and play. We really want to thank you for your time today and for your insights and your wisdom. Thank you so no. much.
1: Thanks, Nikki. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you everyone.
0: Wonderful. Thanks everyone. I'll see you next time. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Doc.